Today I'll be talking to Pastor Jerome Rudder and asking him why Christians are so strict about sex. Hello Jerome, uh, welcome to Ask the Pastor. Thanks for joining us. It's cool, good to be here. Um, so the question for you today is, uh, Christians or, or Christianity are often quite strict about sex and um, if you should have it, who you should have it with and all those things. And a lot of people today say it's, a, it's an Old Testament thing, it's yeah. what back in the past, leave it in the past. Um, so the question really is, why are Christians or why is Christianity so strict about sex? That's quite a, quite a good question. I don't, I actually don't think Christianity is very strict about it. I think it puts sex in its proper place. Mm -hmm. um, I think our society is very sexualized and um, people have sex for loads of different reasons and sometimes it isn't always in the best context. Um, and so God, he kind of created this setting called marriage and this context called marriage. Um, and he wanted us to really be able to be intimate, do the, the most intimate act that actually as human beings we can do physically. Um, he wanted that to be with somebody that we were going to spend the rest of our life with. Um, I think as, with Christianity we've, we've been focused a lot on the what, do you know what I mean? So what you should do, what you shouldn't do and, um, and I think we really should have focused more on the why and the thing is, is the whole thing about sex is an expression of love yeah. um, and is an expression of how we feel about somebody and the intimacy that we want to have with, with people and so I think we, we shouldn't focus so much on the what but on the why and why it's important that you only want to have sex with one person because it is the most intimate act that you can do. So I wouldn't say that Christianity is strict on it. I think maybe the way that we've spoken about it, we've come across in that way, and we haven't necessarily communicated in the best way um, God's intention for sex. Mm. Um, we've just focused this really on the surface level. But I don't I think God wrote a book in the Bible that was all about sex. Yeah, Do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So like, why would he be strict about it? It's his creation. He 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 loves it. He wants his create. He want his his creation to engage in it, but within the right context. Mm. Um, I don't know if that kind of answers. Yeah, it does. Um, in so in the New Testament, Paul writes a lot of letters, and and he often warns against certain things. And one of the things he lists is sexual immorality. Um, I mean, I, I remember growing up and having that phrase and using that as like a get out clause and yeah. using it as a Get in clause, yeah. you know, whatever. So, what, what does that kind of contain in that in that phrase, sexual immorality? I think when Paul talks about how you mean when you do commit um, sins of a sexual nature, it's against your yourself. So you have to think. I mean, again, if sex is such a, it's an intimate act, the most intimate act that as human beings we can do. When we kind of go outside of the the initial intention of how God wanted it to be, how God wanted it to be, then there are such, a, there's an emotional, there's a psychological, there's so much involved within a sexual act, regardless of whatever you're doing, that um, kind of really gets at the core of, of who you are and can kind of mess you up, especially if the person that you're with then kind of just 
moves on. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I, I, I would say, like, sexual morality is this thing of, like, using a gift that God has given us for simply our own gain. Yeah, okay. Um, and our own kind of personal wants and desires rather than using it in the way that he wanted it to, which kind of goes back to this whole thing of, actually, if, if Jesus is going to be our king and so then the way that he wants us to use the things that he has given us, we have to use it in the way that he wants. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it's too much about that, do you mean, what you're doing or sexual immorality, that's terrible, that's, do you mean, that's worse than everything else. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that. What I would say is that actually it is just a sign of somebody saying, "I'm not going to follow the way King Jesus wants me to live my life," mm. and that could be from the smallest thing to the biggest thing. Um, but he, if he's going to be Lord, he has to be Lord of everything, and the, and Lord of the way that we engage in sex as well. Yeah. Um, so is that where is that where lust comes into it? Is is yeah? Because that's another thing that. Is warned against by them, by Jesus. He's like, if you lust, you've committed adultery in your heart. Yeah. So is that? I don't know. What's the difference then between you know lust and love? I know there's a key one, but it, yeah. I mean that exploration of can you love without lusting or? Yeah, I think it's. I think in the society that we live in, um, lust has become a massive problem. Okay. Um, and I mean, funny enough, not just we we stereotypically think it's something that guys struggle with, but. It, it, it isn't actually. It's everybody struggles with it, um, and something that we we have to we have to journey through. I think the main difference between lust and and love would be that love is really concerned about the other. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's, I mean, love in in it, in its core is always about the other person. Mm. I mean, our, our faith is all about the other. It's other centered. Um, so when God says, love the Lord, God of all your heart and mind and soul, like, he's forcing us to love something that is outside of ourselves. Yeah. He's forcing us to then love, well, not forcing, but encouraging us to love something outside of ourselves and the pe- and people outside of ourselves. Whereas lust is very much self-centered, yeah. very much self-gratifying. Me-driven. Yeah, yeah, rather than the other person kind of thing. So you can still see a woman, start a relationship with her, become... I mean husband or wife and you can still look at her in a in a romantic way and oh she's really nice and you can still do that and and it be motivated by love mm-hmm. um but because your love is more about that person rather than you so mm-hmm. i think that's the major difference between lust and love and why again i mean really the core of what jesus is always trying to chip away at is self we are as human beings we are naturally selfish yeah. and naturally about us and so I think that's what he's always in all of these different areas of our lives he's always trying to chip away that it isn't about you it isn't just it's not about just your personal gratification and, and, and that's what really lust is about it's just about me and nothing else um, so and he's trying to claw away at that yeah um, um. Last thing I want to explore then is it, you hear a lot of times when people talk about relationships and talk about love and talk about lust, um, the word that comes up almost as the antithesis is purity. Yeah. Um, like, got a purity ring on, yeah. or, you know. <laughs> um, but those kind of things, oh no, he lost his purity ring, what does that mean? Yeah. Uh, but what, 
because I've heard you speak on purity before, and, and you've kind of shaped it into a different... Like, it made me rethink the term purity. Yeah. Um, so I'd love to just you to explore that a little bit. Yeah, so I think purity stereotypically and historically has really been... Um, it's been like a synonym for virginity. Mm. You know I mean? So if you're a virgin, then you're pure. But I don't really think God is concerned solely about our virginity. Mm. I think he is more concerned about our purity. And that's why purity is, is, is important for a married woman and a married man. Yeah. Um, that's why we have kind of things like adultery happening because people are, have maybe decided not to live a life of purity. They've, along the way, they made certain decisions. So what I would say is like purity doesn't just, it's not solely about sex um, it is about your character it is about your thought life it is about what comes out your mouth it is about what you're putting in it, it, it encompasses a, like your whole being um, and so like I know for like for me personally um, growing up if you was a virgin you kind of like had a little parade given for you but it doesn't really matter like yeah, because yeah. you can you cannot be a virgin and still live a life of purity it's, it's a decision that you're committing yourself to from that place onwards. Like a, con a continual, whereas uh, virginity is... It's just there, it's, it's gone in it, and yeah, that's yeah, it, yeah. do you know what I mean? And you think, well, I'm not pure anymore. Well, no, that's not how it yeah. how it works. And so I, I would always encourage people like commit themselves to a life of purity, mm. um, regardless of whatever you have done, whether you are a virgin or if you're not a virgin. And I think these things like purity rings, they're helpful reminders... Um, and they're kind of to yourself yeah. uh, but to be fair do you know what I mean you can have a purity ring and still not be pure yeah. so it is, it is more about your, your what again it's, it is this chipping away purity is about okay my life is not solely just for me mm. my life is to be used of God and, and I, I want to be the sharpest tool in the box for him to use yeah. and even though he can use anything and everything I know that he has a preference to use things that are pure mm. um, and the thing is, is purity is not God's job it's our job yeah. it's, it's the decisions that we make um, it's the things that we uh, go towards and, and Jimmy so it's, it's more about us than him he says that we should flee from youthful lusts yeah. he doesn't say he's going to put us on his back and run away from it <laughs> we have to make the decisions <laughs> yeah um, so I would always encourage people like live a life of purity but don't get wrapped up in this whole purity is only to do with sex because that's, that's the context we talk about it in the most yeah. and I think it's damaging you know because if, if someone has um, had sex and they you know start to feel that overwhelming guilt and it's yeah. like oh I'm now not pure, pure. I can't follow God exactly. I can't follow Jesus it's like a one-off thing which kind of defeats the purpose of exactly. grace yeah um, so I think for me, that's why, do you know what I mean? I, I think that the way we have maybe constructed this and expressed um, this whole thing of like sexuality and sex and virginity and purity, it's, it's very much been surface level, yeah. very much been about the what of things rather than the why and the who. Yeah. Um, and, I, and, and it, in, it forces us when we think about the why when you start talking about the why, to, to communicate something completely different, completely, a completely different message, which is sex is probably one of the most amazing things that God has created. Mm. 
uh, and he, he's not like he's trying to hold out on anyone. That's the great thing of the enemy. He makes it seem like God's trying to hold out yeah, on you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Where he's like, no, 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 no. I, I, I want you to, but I just, I just want you to have it in the safest in, environment. Yeah. Um, where you know that that person isn't about their own personal gain, but they've committed themselves to you. Yeah. Um, and, and so giving that message like to the world, I just think to myself, why wouldn't you want to have sex with someone that you love? Mm. Why wouldn't you want to have sex with someone that has publicly declared that this is my wife, this is my husband, and I, and I want to spend the rest of my days with them? I, I don't know why you would want to do that.